my name is Jared. I'm Pastor Mike's son. The title of this message is How to Get a Christ-Like Mentality for Dummies. I'm not calling you, this is in the subtitle, I'm not calling you guys dumb, please don't be mad at me. So I put it in the sub, none of you guys can be mad at me, it's just a joke. I'm not talking about you guys, I just mean a journal, okay? So I don't want to get people like, that guest speaker was the worst ever, he called me dumb. No, I didn't, okay? If Yeah, whatever. So what I'm going to be talking about is Christ-like mentality, obviously. So I have some points I'm going to hit, and so the goal of this is to explain what a Christ-like mentality is and how to achieve one. So how many people know to achieve something, it's usually a good idea to know what it is first. So that's where we're going to be talking about that. You know, that's why they teach us stuff in school, like math. Like, you don't just send eight and nine-year-olds into calculus. You know, that's not what you do. You teach them the basics first and then, you know, do the more advanced stuff. You know, I've been teaching Ed. You know, we've been working on bass. And, you know, especially with music, if someone hasn't played music for a long time, you know, you don't just get mad at them when they don't know what certain notes are. You're like, man, that's a C. You don't know what a C note is? No, you work from the bottom up and then you build up. So that's what we're going to be doing for this. We're going to kind of explain, if some of you don't know, what it is and how to achieve it. And we're also going to talk about, you know, it's not always going to be easy to have this Christ-like mentality. You know, the world we live in doesn't always foster a Christ-like mentality that doesn't always make it easy. You know, how many know the world we live in today, it's not always going to make it easy to have a Christ-like mentality. In fact, it'd be easier not to have one. It'd be easier to just worry about every single little thing that just comes around. So that's what we're going to be talking about, you know, how we can kind of counteract, you know, that ease of like, you know, sliding back and you're like, you know what, stuff is kind of bad. Maybe I should worry a little bit. You know, you're going to talk about how to stay strong and how to avoid doing stuff like that. Because, you know, how many people know Jesus said we're going to have trials and tribulations? You know, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world. No one ever said it was. I think the world would have caught on by now that Christianity is the greatest if every single Christian in the world had a 100% easy life with zero problems. You know, they'd be like, I'm pretty sure everyone would be a Christian by now if that were the case. They'd be like, man, these people have it so easy all the time. What is the trick? So, you know, we're going to talk about how it's not always going to be easy, and, you know, we're going to be going over that. So, my first point, what is a Christ-like mentality? We're going to be going over what it is. So, what I have for, you know, obviously this is my interpretation of, you know, kind of what the scripture says and my interpretation of it, but this is what I feel like is helpful in a Christ-like mentality, knowing who you are at all times, even in a difficult situation. You know, that's the important part. Not just knowing who you are at all times, but knowing in a difficult situation. Because how many people, like I said, you know, in difficult situations, that's when it's hard to rely on that. Because when you've got the natural world staring you in your face, telling you a whole bunch of things, it's hard. You know, that's why Jesus said it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. The world doesn't always cooperate with the spiritual we don't have to, we, you know, Christ isn't the king of this world. The devil reigns this world. He has heaven up in heaven for us. So we have to, you know, kind of deal with this world as it comes at us. So, you know, when they train special force officers in the army, how many people know they train them for very specific situations so that they don't stress out when they happen? You know, if every single army ranger, you know, when they get in a stressful situation and then they fall into the fetal position and cry like a baby, that's not very helpful. You know, then what was all that training for? 
You know, they train for, it to, for that to be second nature, for when something does happen, they can react on a dime. It's not, they don't even have to think about it almost. It just happens. And so that's what God wants, you know, our Christ-like mentality to be like, you know, to have faith in him and stuff like that. So when those bad things happen, boom, we're locked in. If someone says something like, man, I know you're trying to buy a house, you know, it's kind of, economy's kind of not so great right now. Are you sure you really want to buy one? You know, it's easy to be like, man, he's kind of right. Interest rates are going up. That's kind of, he's got a point. But how many know God is our provider? So he wants us about click, nope, you know what? I don't have to worry about it. God's got this for me. If I want a house, he's going to give me a house. He will give me the desires of my heart. So that's how we need to be. You know, when things get tough, when things get stressful, that is when it matters most to have that Christ-like mentality. It's easy when things are going easy. Your house is paid off. Everything's going easy. You're healed. You're not having a cough or cold. It's so easy to have a Christ-like mentality. You're like, yeah, life's good. And then when you get a little sniffle, oh my gosh, it's all coming down. It's all this house of straw is going to fall down. No, it's not. God has our back. And like I said, with stuff like that, we have to be intentional about it. You know, like I said, it's not always easy. So we have to go out of our way to declare these things over our lives. So when things are happening, you know, like if someone's saying, you know, oh, it's going to be tough to buy a house, blah, 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 you're like, you have to declare those things because the, this natural world will bend to the supernatural world. And again, just not being swayed by all these things, you know, that all these circumstances, you know, Jesus wasn't swayed by all the circumstances he went through in his life. You know, when it came to the devil tempting him, when it came to people coming against him by the crowd, when it came to dying on the cross, these are very hard situations that most of us aren't even going to come close to anything like that. But, you know, he made, he had an intention. He was intentional about what he did, what he said. When the devil was tempting him in the desert, he was intentional with what he said. He didn't let any single word the devil said get to him, even the slightest. And that's how we need to be. God, if you want a perfect example of Christ, let me tell you, read every single thing Jesus has ever done, and that is the perfect picture. That's all we need, really. And so, yeah, and especially... Another key is knowing who you are in the natural isn't always who you are in the spiritual. And that comes into great effect with healing and stuff. You know, you start, like I said, you start to get a sniffle or cold or anything like that. You can be like, you know what? This is not who I am. I am the healed of the Lord. This doesn't matter. God has got my back. He's healed me. And so we have to, when these things come against us, like I said, and I'm going to be reiterating this a lot. We, you need to just fight that back and declare the truth. So Jesus always knew who he was, and that made him able to dictate what he thought. You know, how it's a lot easier, obviously, with Jesus. You know, he knew who he was at all times, 100% of the time. That was never wavering in his mind. So when people would come and question him with all these things, he never had to think about it for even a second because he knows who he is. And that's how we need to be. You know, we have Jesus inside of us, and that's who we are at all times. And that's how we, we need to keep that in the back of our mind at all times, you know, we need to speak with that authority that, you know what, Jesus lives inside of us at all times. I have that power. Mountains will move in my word. And that's always true. So when any, anything ever comes against you in any way, that's, 
That should be number one. Jesus is inside of me. He has got my back. And, but, of course, we have to know that. And so not everyone, you know, they, you might know that, but do you believe it? Mountains aren't going to move if you don't believe it. You know, that's why when the disciples were talking to Jesus, they're like, how are you doing all these signs and wonders? We've been trying the thing. What's going on? He's like, you have to know who you are. The devil knows who Jesus is, but the devil needs to know, you know, if we believe it, the devil's going to know who you are. He's going to know that, oh, gosh, he has every bit of power as Jesus, and he's coming against me. It's going to move mountains. And so that's what have the big points, major points of having a Christ-like mentality is, is knowing who we are and not letting it waver. And, you know, that's, again, and I keep saying that's the big thing is, like, we have to be unwavering in the knowledge of who we are. We can't let any situation, no person, no circumstance whatsoever on this planet sway that at all. And as long as you do that, that is going to make life so much easier because if you move about your life with authority and dominion is going to be a lot better than going through your life being like basically the beta you're like oh i'm second rate i'm always going to be the bottom of the totem pole blah 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 but we are the alphas of this world with through jesus we are the alphas everyone you know the devil's not even a beta he's whatever those greek letters are he's the bottom letter he's all the way down there So my next point is, you know, controlling your thoughts. And that's, you know, that's where a lot of people struggle is, you know, the thoughts, because it's so easy. You know, it literally has zero effort to think a thought. You know, we think so many thoughts a day. It takes no energy. And that's why it's so easy. And that's why it's so difficult sometimes to deal with that. Because, you know, it's hard to stop something that has almost zero effort. And so, you know, but the first and foremost, controlling your thoughts is a choice. You have to kind of realize, you know, if you are thinking negative, you have to realize that and, you know, address that. Because if you're thinking like it's a negative thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thoughts, you're going to have negative outcomes and you sure as heck aren't going to do anything positive to counteract that if you're believing every negative thought that comes to your mind. And so that comes back to being intentional, you know, being, you know, you can be intentional with your thoughts as well, as well as your actions. So, you know, when you have, when you realize you're thinking bad negative thoughts or anything like that, replace it with a positive one. That's the easiest thing because if you are actively in, you know, even an even easier way is to speak what you believe because, you know, it's really hard to speak something and be thinking something else. So if you're having negative thoughts, you know what, just speak the truth over that and your brain will align. It will, you know, unless some of y'all have unlocked a large portion of your brain and you can, I can't talk and think at the same time. This, this is hard enough for me talking and thinking at the same time. So if any of y'all, good for you. But for me, you know, I hear my dad almost all, all the time. If anything's going on, anything stressful, you know, if any sniffle, cough comes on, you know, we are speaking the word in our house. You know, we're not going to our rooms by ourselves and, you know, thinking like, oh, man, this, this is bad. And then just thinking that all day, like, yeah, this is still bad. A few minutes later, like, yeah, I still feel bad. You know, that's not going to do much for you. So speaking the word and being intentional with your words is what's really going to do that. And you can't, you know, and another thing, like, like I said, like trusting your thoughts. We should not 100% of the time trust every thought that comes to our brain. You know, because I'm, 
I've thought this sometimes, you know, when you get sick, you're like, oh, man, now I'm going to be sick for the next two weeks, and then I have this event coming up in a week. I'm not going to be able to go to it. I'm going to get everyone sick. And that's not, that doesn't need to be our mindset. You know, our thoughts can trail off so fast. You know, our thoughts are like the Internet. You know, you can't believe everything the Internet tells you. You know, that's like if, if you look at, uh, if any of you guys have ever WebMD on the Internet, you know, you can type in symptoms and it'll, oh, it'll give you some diagnoses. It will tell you, it's like, it's one of these things and there's 70 of them. Read through them all, get scared. You know, and that needs to not be our mindset. You know, we can't trust every single thought that comes over. That's just, you know, there's, God made our minds pretty creative and insane. And it, that is very much the same today. You know, our thoughts, our thoughts, I mean, God gave us so much creativity and intuition and everything because it's a blessing. But, you know, living on this earth, it is also a negative thing sometimes when we're thinking these things. And so that's why, um, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. And so, as far as speaking the truth, speaking in tongues is a great way to counteract this. And especially if you don't always know what to pray. Because if you're dealing with things in your everyday life, you know, you could be dealing with a lot of things. You're like, I don't even have the energy to pray right now. This is a lot. You know, speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit knows what to pray. He knows exactly what to pray. He knows what situations you're dealing with. And he knows what solutions you need to deal with them. And so, he'll tell God that. And so, I'm going to go into my first verse here. Um, John eleven thirty two 32 through 34. I'm going to read it off here because I didn't print it out. I should have done that. Um, so this is talking about, um, you know, all throughout Jesus' life, he was constantly seeing things in the natural, and he never let that stop him. He knew that what was happening in the natural did not affect him in the spiritual. That didn't affect him even in the slightest. So here he is. This is the story of Lazarus, you know, a lot of you, if you don't know, Lazarus, a great friend of Jesus, um, he got very sick. Everyone invited him out. You know, everyone was like, come heal Lazarus, Jesus, please. We need you. And he was like, okay, I'll be there. And he took his sweet time getting there. But this is the, what happened. So, unfortunately, Lazarus died. But that didn't, you know, like I said, Jesus didn't let what happened in the natural affect him. So when Mary finally found Jesus outside the village, she fell at his feet in tears and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus looked at Mary and saw her weeping at his feet and all her friends who were with her grieving, he shuddered with emotion and was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion. He said to them, where did you bury him? Lord, come with us and we'll show you, they replied. And so we're going to move down to verse 39. And Jesus told them, roll away the stone. Then Martha said, but Lord, it's been four days since he died. By now his body is already decomposing. Jesus looked at her and said, didn't I tell you that if you will believe in me, you will see God unveil his power. So they rolled away the heavy stone. Jesus gazed into heaven and said, Father, thank you that you have heard my prayer. For you listen to every word I speak. Now so that these who stand here with me will believe that you have sent me to the earth as your messenger, I will use the power you have given me. Then with a loud voice, Jesus shouted, with authority, Lazarus, come out of the tomb. Then in front of everyone, Lazarus, who had died four days earlier, slowly hobbled out. He still had grave clothes tightly wrapped around his hands and feet and covering his face. And so notice what it said in that last scripture, Jesus spoke with authority. And that comes back to knowing who we are. You know, if you don't know who you are, 
you know, with what authority are you speaking? You know, you can't really have authority if you don't know who you are. You know, if a cop doesn't know he's a cop, he's, I mean, what's he going to do? He's like, oh, I don't have any authority. I'm just a nobody. He's not going to listen to me. But if you know who you are and you speak with authority, people will listen to you. And so the supernatural, when you speak with authority, you can bend what's happening in the natural. The supernatural molds the natural. The natural never bends the supernatural. You know, anything can be happening on in the natural. It doesn't, anything. And the supernatural doesn't care. God doesn't care. He's like, it could be anything happening possible in the world. And my word is still true. Your authority is still true. It's unwavering. It's an absolute. I lost my place. There we are. And so controlling your thoughts, that's, you know, obviously that's what this section is about, priority number one. And that's going to help you with every aspect of your life, your relationships, your job, your circumstances, your personal life, your health, everything. You know, if you're thinking thoughts about, you know, people around you and relationships, that's going to hurt your relationships. You know, what you're thinking comes out in your actions. And so if you're intentional with your thoughts, you know, even if it's someone you don't like that much, someone you find annoying, you know, you can be intentional with your thoughts and be like, you know what? But God commands us to love everyone and they do have this positive thing about them. And that's going to help your relationships. That's going to help your job life. It's going to help almost every aspect of your life. So I have another scripture, James 3, 4 through 6. And some of you have heard this one. And the same with mighty ships, though they are massive and driven by fierce winds, yet they are steered by a tiny rudder at the direction of the person at the helm. And so the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it carries great power. Just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze. And the tongue is a fire. It can be compared to the sum total of wickedness and is the most dangerous part of our human body. It corrupts the entire body and is a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. That's pretty serious stuff. And that if, you know, if none of this convinces you in any way, that should be convincing that God is serious. He wants you to know how powerful your words are. I mean, go back to that last scripture, Tiffany. Release the fire that can burn throughout the end. I mean, that is crazy. The course of human existence. How many know that's, I mean, that's happened. Like, people's words, I mean, with what happened in World War II, people's words drive nations to do insane things, and it affects generations, like it says in the scripture. And it says in the Aramaic text, it can be translated, a fire that passes through successive generations, like it's rolling on wheels. Not only can your words affect the current and the present in this world, it can affect generations to come. That's how powerful they are. They're so powerful, they affect the future. And so Jesus really wants us to get a good grasp on this, that, you know, we do not need to be taking what we say and think lightly. That is serious stuff that has great power, positive or negative. And so into the, this third section is, you know, having a Christ-like mentality, our thoughts are a huge deal. But the second best thing is trusting in God. Because, you know, a lot of 
if you're struggling with your thoughts or anything, you know, like with healing or circumstances or like your finances or anything like that, it's hard to just think the opposite when you have nothing to lean on. But it makes it a lot easier when you realize that God is our provider, so he will have my finances. God is my healer, so he will heal my body. When you have something positive to replace the negative, that's where it's going to be impactful into your life. And that's not always easy, especially in today's modern society. I have another scripture, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen to us or where we're going to go in life because God has dictated that beforehand. You know, things like, especially with uncertainty and stuff, that's something that we really deal with a lot more in this modern day. You know, back in even Jesus' day, you know, if you were just a couple hundred miles away, you had no idea what was going on, you know, a couple hundred miles away. You know, if there was, a, if there was war breaking out, you'd have no clue at all. You, you know, in stuff like the internet and the news and stuff, it makes everything in the world seem so local and so impactful to you specifically. And so that's why it's difficult, you know, even if you're browsing on Facebook or anything like that, you know, if your kid goes to school, you could be like one of the moms, they're like, oh, my kid has the flu now. And then that kid, just that could strike fear in your heart, you know, and you have to worry about that. But God does not, like, I'm going to keep saying this, God does not care about circumstances. It doesn't matter how far away or how close to your home it is. His word is still true. And controlling your uncertainty is much easier when we know God is the one in control and not me and you. You know, people, there's the phrase blissful ignorance. You know, sometimes it can be a negative thing, like, oh, they have no clue what's going on. But for us, that's a positive thing because we don't have to worry about what's going on. Because God's got us no matter what. We don't have to worry about the why or the how or anything like that. We can just live our lives trusting in him that he's got us every step of the way. And we don't have to worry about a single thing. You know, Paul and Silas in the prison, I mean, it could have been so easy for them to stress about anything. You know, that is not a good situation. I mean, I don't want to be in jail. I'd be stressing over that situation. That's a situation I never want to be in. But they were not concerned in the slightest, not even a little bit. And I have this other scripture, Matthew 6, 31. So then forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your body require? So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And Paul and Silas, they said tomorrow will take care of itself. And it even says in the Bible, they're rejoicing and singing in the cells. You know, not only will God deliver us from situations like this, but he will give us supernatural joy to deal with them in the present. You know, how many know it's a lot easier to deal with a negative situation when God is giving you supernatural joy and peace so that you don't even have to think about it? They weren't even thinking about it in the jail, so they had nothing on their mind except, you know what, God's got this. He is taking care of us. We are God's chosen people, and he's not going to let us down. And so that's powerful that, you know, he cares so much 
not only to give us that authority to deal with things on earth, but even when things do get tough, to give us that supernatural joy, to make it a whole lot easier. And so I have this, my last scripture, 1 Peter 5, 7. And this is big. Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. And above all, this is what having a Christ-like mentality is, is knowing this, that he always cares for us and is going to take care of us. No matter what, no matter what stress, no matter what worry, he's always got us. Put all your worries and stress. We don't even have to worry or stress about anything. I don't like worrying or stressing about anything. That just makes everything worse especially when you got things to do. So God's taking care of us. And like I said, when we cast our cares on him, not only can we trust that we are taken care of, but we can have great joy. God wants us to have a good time on this earth. You know, he did say we're going to have trials and tribulations, but he also did say we're going to be blessed and highly favored. He has written his will for us already. He knows what he has in store for us. He has given us supernatural joy, the fruits of the spirits to deal with the things that come against us in this world. It might seem like it's getting hard, but God has got our back every step of the way. And that's why this is a big deal to conclude this, to wrap this up. It's going to be a little early. I don't want you guys saying you liked my teaching because it was short. I don't want that. If there's a feedback box, please don't put that in it. Well, I guess you can, but yeah. But it's... So, anyways, it should be everyone's goal to have a Christ-like mentality. Because, you know, having all of that toolbox available to you is what God provided for us to deal with the things in this world. Because, like, we don't have full... The devil is still in this world. And so how awful it would be to, you know, God's just like, here, go live in this world. You can't do anything about it. See you in heaven. You know, that's how much he loves us. He not only provided us salvation to go into heaven, but he gave us the equipment to deal with things in this world currently, in the present. And that's so awesome because, you know, people can say, oh, God's not a loving God. God does this. God causes all of this. But all in all, God cares about us so much. He sent Jesus to provide this life for us on earth and to provide heaven for us after. And that's how much he loves us. And that's how important it is to have this Christ-like mentality. So you can take advantage of those things that God gave you, that Jesus died on the cross for. That shouldn't be things we let go to waste. God doesn't want that for any of us. And it not only benefits me and you, but it benefits everyone around you. How many know if you work with a Christian at work, or you are a Christian at work, your impact is huge around the people around you. You know, having these, this Christ-like mentality affects not only you, it spreads to everyone. You know, you can change people's lives if someone's having, you know, negative thoughts or worries or stress, and you comfort them, and you're like, you know what? I don't know how this is going to happen, but God's got this, and you don't have to stress about this. Having someone close to you who is fully equipped to have a Christ-like mentality is infinitely better than any therapist, psychiatrist, anything you can even think of. Because what their toolbox is not of this world. They're not doing things that people are trying to do in the natural. And it's going to be much more effective. 
And so, in conclusion, that's what a Christ like mentality is. Everyone can stand. I'll say I ended early to give you home time to drive home in the snow. That'll be my, my reason. So, like I said, it's a big deal, you know, that God gave us this Christ-like mentality. It's something that we should all take advantage of. It's something that's beneficial to you, to everyone, your family, your children. It's something that's going to really help your life. If you came here this morning and you don't know what a Christ-like mentality is or you don't have Christ in your heart and that's something that you'd like, we're going to have some prayer ministers come up somewhere over there to my right. And you can come and question them about that. You know, if you're not so sure, maybe you didn't know, like, oh, what did Jesus do to give me this authority? What other tools do I have in my toolbox to use in this world? They'll answer any question you have, and they'll pray with you. If you have any prayers at all, if you have sickness in your body, they'll pray for your healing. If you're wanting some, some faith for your finances or anything like that, they'll pray for you. And so, again... Let's take advantage of this Christ-like mentality. Let's, let's take hold of what God has given us and put it to use in this world because God wants the best for us. And this is really gonna provide the best way of life for us here on this earth. So dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for giving your son Jesus to die on the cross, Lord, and that we can have this life on earth, that we can be blessed, that we can have great finances, that we can have healing in our body that we can see you when we come home, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for everyone here, Lord. I thank you that you are giving everyone faith and peace in their body, Lord, that they're gonna take hold of this and use it in their everyday life and their work and their job and their school, Lord. I just thank you that you are moving in everyone's life to really show yourself to the people around them and to impact the city of Pueblo, Lord. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.